You want to do it or me? No. Do people know that voice yet? Ben, we're pretty excited. You sound it. As yes, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm overjoyed by a specific presence that's here on the podcast today. Um, I won't say that I'm excited by a lack of a certain presence. No, no, no. That would, never, that would you never bite the hand be, that feeds you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would not be appropriate. Yes. Nor do I want to be inappropriate. But I will be inappropriate with one man. Mm. And he's here today. On a regular basis. As often as he'll let me. Mr. Chris Allen is hey, back in the studio hey, today. Hey. <laughs> Chris Hello. Allen is back. So happy to be here. <laughs> Sounds sounds like it, yes. If there's one thing you've been waiting on for two years, is to join back up with the Cody Podcast Crew. One hundred percent. If you are if you have just gotten on this train in the last uh, the last couple of years, I'm the guy at the very end of the outro, bringing the silky smooth sounds. <laughs> yep, you're the one, only only. one that can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so been, it's been a while. I might be a little rusty, but I promise what I lack in relative content, I will more than make up for in enthusiasm and sarcasm. And mm. movie quotes. And movie quotes. That's what we're most excited about. <laughs> yes. You almost don't need an outside-the-box segment for Chris Allen because he is going to quote some movie. Enough. I, I in myself, am an outside-the-box segment. <laughs> I, I, live my, I live my life. I'm a walking outside-the-box segment. <laughs> I live my life outside of the box. <laughs> it actually is incredible that you're off the black mats today and able to spend enough time with us uh, recording this episode. That's, so, that, that's another segment we should talk about. Someday. Off the black Just mats. for the title. Yeah. Well, that's what I do here. Yeah. Name things. <laughs> yeah. You can come up with the rest of it. So full disclosure, uh, Chris and I were talking about these episodes just yesterday and uh, this is something that I've had a lot of curiosity about and I think most of our athletes are are curious about how to defeat the symptoms of this particular type of uh, content we're going to talk about today but you've done a particular amount of research a large amount of research and actually have a certification through OPEX I have many leather bound books <laughs> that's <Yes>. right <laughs> that's right if you see here in my library yeah. um yeah, but you, you went through um, exhaustive research about training and through OPEX. That was a pretty intense program you went through a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I was actually, uh, uh, it came up on my my Facebook t uh, timeline the other day. A memory it was like, uh, I think three years ago that, uh, that I finished that. Wow. And, um, yeah, when um, when you go through the, uh, when you go through the CrossFit level one, they teach you about, um do we even say what the topic was? Do we say energy systems yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But there, there you go. Cats no. out of the room. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. Energy systems. So uh, that's how we date here. <laughs> so, uh, so when uh, when you go uh, when you go through that, they uh, they teach you about um, basically the the overarching view of the energy systems and the the three main ones that we're going to talk about today. And then I went through my OPEX certification, and they really got into the weeds with it and. Uh, it basically went from, you know, knowing about three different ones. So then it was like 12, 14. Yeah. And, so when um, we say energy systems, basically what we're saying is what you, when you demand that your body do work, how it is producing enough energy to accomplish that work. Exactly. It's how the, it's how the body utilizes, uh, utilizes different forms of fuel to get different uh to get different types of work done yeah so we talk a lot on this podcast about hey this is these are the types of foods you should be taking in you get you need this much rest you need this much water but i mean all of that is kind of putting things into the funnel for when the three two one go happens what kicks in for your body to actually do a burpee get over that box to pick up that heavy deadlift 
your body knows how to adapt based on what you're asking it to do after you've put that fuel in. So, and based on the programming, which is a lot we're going to talk about as we're starting out here, you guys, when you program, pay attention to these things. It's one of the beauties of being uh, involved with the CrossFit community is none of us have to think about those things, right? right? We just get to gripe <laughs> about the rep scheme or, you know, how often we do one, one movement or another, but you guys are the guys that are thinking through, Hey, we're training this energy system this many times per week. Uh, sometimes we talk about it like we have the push-pull with the movements, but there's lots of stuff going on that you can help us understand so that mentally as we're going through these workouts, we're not confused about what our body's going through. Sure. It, it's just as important when you're when you're looking at movement selection to make sure that you have a balance of, like you said, you know, push to pull, um, you know, uh, lifting things, you know, picking things up, putting things down, but also, but also having, uh, having that balance with your energy systems as, uh, as far as like, you know, what type of, uh, what type of training you're doing. If you, uh, most athletes are, are going to be more dominant to one end of the other, on that spectrum so uh, you know that that so like a marathon runner for example would would have you know obviously big holes in their um in their fitness on the opposite end that would need to be addressed yeah so the overall fitness we talk about and a well-rounded athlete mm-hmm. a lot of these energy systems have to do with that so let's just start there like genetically you can tend towards one of these energy systems you can be dominant in one. Oh yeah sure it's a lot of uh it's a lot of combination of uh, nature and nurture, what you're genetically predisposed to. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, you see a lot of people that are uh, very, that some people would call them, would call them blessed in their genetic makeup that are just naturally, uh, naturally very uh, strong, have those, you know, big showy muscles that are having to do much. Chase, like Chase great example. Great example. Yeah. Chase just makes people jealous everywhere he goes. <laughs> That's a hard life. Um, and, um, <laughs> And then you have you have some people that just they they put running shoes on they go out on the pavement and they can just run for days and days and days and a lot of that too is you know um is also kind of nourished by the environment they grew up in you know maybe some people some kids there maybe their parents had uh had weights at their house and they just got into it earlier than others so it's a it's a little bit of a little bit of both um nature and nurture that determines uh what kind of athlete you're going to be. Yeah, lots of factors there, which I, I love that we're uncovering this complexity because, you know, most people just feel like, gosh, I'm just at a deficit for everything. I'm not as good as this next person that's as good as that. And we always pick the thing that we're worst at to watch the other people do. It's you know, it's a little bit of a crazy game that we play as athletes. So let, let's break down. We can't go into the 12 different ones or 16 or whatever number yeah. you said, uh, but we can't go into the three main ones that, uh, can give us some categories for when we talk about energy systems, what are the three things we're actually referencing? Yeah. So, uh, um, to make them, uh, to make them as simple as possible, there are, there are three main energy systems. The first one is the, uh, um, the, uh, creatine phosphate system. And, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you have the aerobic system. And then they're kind of in the middle is the, uh, glycolytic system. So let's, uh, Let's just kind of give those terms to make it even simpler. Okay, that'd be um, helpful. Yeah, at <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, creatine. Uh, th- think about the creatine phosphate system. You could. Um, I've heard coaches use the, these terms before, and I really really like it. You could basically give it a nickname and just call it gains. These are the, the this is the gains system when you are. That's where I'm. Dominant. You're doing. Uh, I, yeah. I already know where I'm. Dominant. Freaking gains. <laughs> 
Well, you're you're uh, when, so whenever you're doing a really heavy set, like a, a heavy set of three back squat, you are primarily in the uh, the creatine phosphate system. You're using uh, you're using the uh, creatine phosphate flowing through uh, flowing through your blood, going into the muscles to help you push out those heavy reps. You get into the aerobic system. You would call uh, you would nickname that uh, sustain. So an aerobic activity is any activity that you can sustain for an extended period of time. You know, and I I've said it on the show before. What we're doing here right now is aerobic. Sitting here talking, it requires oxygen coming in to feed the actions that we're doing uh, that we're doing right now, and that goes all the way up to you know. Uh, a easy to moderate effort jog row for you know uh eight minutes up to hours okay and um and then you've got in the uh the middle so we've got we've got gain we've got sustain and in the middle would be pain the fun stuff oh boy <laughs> this is bull crap yeah the, <laughs> the, these uh this would be um this would be your uh, your all out uh, 800 meter sprint as fast as you can. A uh, nice little uh, in uh, in CrossFit terms, think of it as like three uh, three rounds as fast as possible of 12 calorie row and 12 uh, thrusters at a weight that you can do uh, that you can do unbroken. That's the uh, that's the fun stuff. That's the that's the glycolytic system. Yeah, so it it makes sense when you describe it that way as far as like you can definitely feel if you've been involved with CrossFit even two weeks, mm-hmm. you can feel like, whoa, that workout felt very different. That workout was much different than the other one, you know. And exactly. You, and you start to kind of pick favorites. I mean, there's certain people who are like, man, let's go, let's go all out. Let's get this over with. Sure. And, you know? uh, and um, kind of just to... Uh just to kind of clarify on that the biggest difference that you that you need to know with uh that pain system and that sustained system is like you uh if you let's say you go out you do you run at 800 and and uh i tell you go run at 800 as fast as you can and you get done and you're breathing heavy you kind of have your hands on your knees yeah you did not get you did not dip into that system because if you're just kind of breathing heavy and you're not like you know laying down on the ground maybe cause maybe causing a big scene you really did not get into that system because it really does you are not you are not expressing enough hurt if if you really dig into that system a two-minute effort should take anywhere up to 30 minutes to an hour to completely recover from and isn't that crazy that uh people worry when that happens Mm -hmm. they they go to the pain cave we talk about the pain cave a lot and then it takes them a lengthy period of time to get to their vehicle to, yeah. to drive home. And they, they begin to think something's wrong. You know, what, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Nothing's wrong with you. You've just learned how to work hard and get to that place of pain. Exactly. And um, so you could do um, you could do 800 meter repeats with a couple of uh, like with a couple minute rest in between. And if you're able to main to sustain that effort you're in that aerobic system you are you are in a sustainable uh, sustainable place but uh um a lot of people in that uh when they are in that um that glycolytic or the the pain system a lot of people they either won't go that hard you know just out of you know some people just don't want to do that Mm -hmm. or some people they uh they can't even they cannot even express that uh, that energy system because they are lacking on one end, on one end of the spectrum 
or the other. So uh, let, let me let me give you this example of you know maybe somebody uh, that they do they do a lot of long distance cycling. Okay, okay. I can get a, they have a they are very very um uh, very very developed in their aerobic system. They can sustain a pace for a long period of time, and I get them out on the track, and I'm like, okay, I want you to run 800 meters as fast as you can. They get out there, they run as fast as they can, and they get done. And like I said, they're breathing heavy and all that. And they they did run as fast as as fast as they can do it, but um but they were but they probably lack in strength and power to actually be able to add a little bit of speed, add a little bit of intensity to that run to make it where they can actually dip into that system to purely dip into that system. And so, so when you're, when you're trying to determine this, you actually have to coach the athlete enough to be able to mentally push past some things to get to that place. Right. So like if I'm working with, if I'm working with a, let's say I'm working one-on-one with an athlete and I want to find out, you know, uh, how, uh, how dominant they are, you know, like what end of the spectrum are they, uh, are they, are they more of a strength and power athlete? Are they more of a, uh, an enduring aerobic athlete? Um, Sometimes you can just you'll be able to automatically tell by their background did they power lift or did they do right. marathons. But some of those people that are right there in the middle and you're not real sure, you know, you could have them run, uh, bring them out to the track one day, have them run a mile, see what their time is, bring them out, you know, a day, two days later, have them run a quarter mile as fast as they can and see, you know, which one did they express better? Did they if they ran if they ran an eight minute mile? And then they ran a sub sixty four hundred. They are way into the uh, on the other end of the. Uh, they're in the power spectrum. They're fast. They can re- they can uh, they can really dig into that uh, uh, dig into that speed more than they can endurance. So as an athlete, let's just talk about the average person, which yeah. we love to do on the, on these podcasts. Like I'm walking into a, a CrossFit gym and I'm experiencing the programming you guys coach uh before the class begins you're like okay this is this should be an all-out sprint or you have couple, you have a couple of phrases that you would use mm-hmm. to give indicators to the athlete this is the energy system we're really looking for here right this gets a little complex but i want to i want to walk through it because as we're all uh, around the screen and we're being coached about the particular workout um a lot of times that gets missed because yeah. people are already in a stage of panic about the work that has to occur uh so kind of walk us through so that we can be cued for our listeners when we're in a CrossFit gym. If the coach says something like this, they're talking about this energy system. This is what they're looking to train. Right. So, um, we had, uh, we did a workout earlier this week that was three, six minute AMRAPs with a two minute, uh, with a two minute rest in between where each AMRAP started with a 400 meter run. And then we had, um, I think it was, dumbbell hang cleans and double unders okay so uh you do your run you come in and then it's just double under uh double under and dumbbell hang clean and jerk for the uh for the remaining time so there's two things that that you look at there one you're looking at the total duration of the workout it's uh 18 minutes and if you look at you look at like on a chart of like at, at what point in time does something become more aerobic it's probably in that five to six minute range once you get past like five to six minutes the average person it's very very difficult to maintain a high level of intensity eventually there's going to be an end point to that intensity okay so don't lose your train of thought but let's pause right there yeah 
YouTube is very dangerous for this because we hop on YouTube and we see these elite male and female athletes. They're able to sustain mm -hmm. that for like 24 minutes. It's crazy. Right. You know, you're now we're watching the whoop on the side. They're sitting at 140 uh, BPM. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my gosh, this, this makes sense now. They're not hurting as bad as I am after 18 minutes. I'm hurting that bad after six minutes. Yeah, exactly. So you just got done doing, uh, doing Fran and you're, you're laid out, you know, wonder, yeah. wondering if this is it, if this is how I go. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and Rich Froning, uh, Rich Froning beside you mm -hmm. does, uh, does Fran, you know, heavy Fran, he heavy Fran, maybe even, maybe even a few seconds faster than you did. <laughs> and, um, he goes, uh, gets a sip of water, rest five minutes, then he can do it again. Yeah. 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 He, so even though like, you you were expressing a different interest is the same time frame mm -hmm. you know same exact movements but that workout for him was aerobic yeah yeah okay so I, I interrupted you but I just feel like that's important because people it's insane people shop workouts these days on, yeah, on YouTube definitely no, so so with the system that you're talking about for the average athlete uh, I think you said six to six minutes around the six minute mark yeah I mean that the, there's a the, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of play there but i i would just you know, to keep it to keep it simple mm -hmm. let's just say like anything past a 800 meter run you're starting to get more more aerobic than anything else yeah. if you're going to be able to sustain it usually about so really maybe closer to three or four minutes yeah so as you're queuing this up uh, you would say look at the time domain on this this workout is taking on average, sugar watt is taking on average 18 and a half. We want this to be a sub 20 minute workout. Yeah. Then you guys usually follow it by saying, you're obviously not going to be able to sprint for 20 minutes. Correct. Like, pay attention to the time here. And then, then you start talking about dialing in the percentage output. Mm -hmm. You know, all this is connected to the energy system, right? Yeah. Like make sure that you dial down that uh, percentage of energy output so you can stay in the activity for a longer right. period of time. So maybe an easier example here. Let's kind of scrap that interval thing that I was going into. Let's say let's say it's an eighteen minute AMRAP or a twenty, a 20 minute AMRAP. Make it easier. And the average, uh, let's say the average uh, score of that day is five rounds. So you're doing a round every four minutes. That would be where I would make sure that everybody understands these are going to be long rounds. Okay, so the average score has been five. So if you feel if you're you know typically you know, above, you know, you're typically scoring above average. If you come out and you do your, you do your first round in two and a half minutes, you're probably about to hurt really, really bad. <laughs> if you, if you plan on, if you plan on getting five, so it's, yeah, it's the equivalent of if you run a mile, you probably would not be best served to go sprint the very first lap. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's it a is lot not of, sustainable. Sure. There's a lot of intellect involved here, which, you know, if you're just thinking about, oh, what did this person score? Or unless you're looking at what you scored last time on mm -hmm. this particular yeah. workout, you've got a false metric there. Yeah. Because uh, everybody hit something you said off mic, though, I found very intriguing is that your body's never pulling from one energy system. There's kind yes. of a cocktail of all three. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if I told if I told you to run for twenty minutes, you are going to be primarily in the uh, yeah uh, in that sustained the uh, the aerobic system, okay. But like let's say we're doing twenty minutes with a mixture of uh, running, heavy power cleans, and um, uh, and pull ups, 
or something like that. Okay, well now, you know, you're not going to be primarily aerobic when you're doing those power cleans. Yes, you are still aerobic. You're still going to be breathing heavy and you're trying to find uh, you're trying to find oxygen to keep you moving forward, but you're also um, to move uh, to move that weight as you get more and more fatigued, you're going to need uh, you're going to need ATP, you're going to need uh, glycogen uh, pulled from the uh, from the muscles. So depending on depending on the activity, depending on the athlete and the movement selection, yes, you're always going to be in a constant flow of those uh, of those three energy systems. But depending on those factors, you'll be more dominant. You're using one more dominantly than the other. Yeah. Okay. Man, this is. I wish we had talked about this more sooner. <laughs> Lots more things are making sense for me yeah. experiencing this modality of exercise. Let's talk about the two things quickly. Let's talk about two things that people really are aware of lungs and lactic acid. Mm. Like when do those two things show up? Like what, what's going on when it's like people say often, man, that workout really, I got in my lungs a lot. Or let's say we're on the dreaded bike yeah. and the quads just blow up with lactic acid is that something that the programming is designed to do or is it because as an athlete I didn't handle myself well? Uh well th- th- that that would uh that would definitely uh depend. I mean that's going to be kind of a disclaimer to to almost all the questions uh, right. today yeah, but yeah it, it does uh it does depend what that actually what is actually happening when you get that you get that let's say you're doing a minute on the bike, you know, you're going to go really really hard on the bike. Eventually you're going to get to that point where you know, your power output just dips and it falls off a cliff. What has actually happened there is your, your intensity, your power output has exceeded the point of your body's ability to bring in oxygen to fuel that activity. So body can't bring in oxygen anymore. And then basically what your body, uh, what your body is doing is flushing lactic acid into the muscles to slow them down to, because well, you, what a dirty you, trick. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, think about it. If you were to, if you could go, if you went five minutes, if we were just somehow able to shut off all the lactic acid in your, uh, in your body and you're not going to produce any and you go, at the same pace for five minutes on the assault bike as you do for your max effort 20 seconds your heart's not going to handle it anymore your, your heart will probably cease to function mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah so it's protection and so will you <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's protection so yeah. yeah anyway moving on to probably the most famous segment in podcast history if Ooh. not the segment at least the intro oh Oh, you've wow. Been, you've gotten really good at that. Reverb. <laughs> Terms I know. Reverb, yeah. uh, automation. <laughs> Click. That's uh, There's the end of my knowledge. Yeah, great. Can we get like some T-Pain auto-tune on that, maybe? Well, we could if we wanted to, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway, uh, all right, here we got a special That's idea. our favorite transition today. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that crap. We got a pretty special version of Outside the Box today. Um during Chris's uh, previous time here on the podcast, you know, it was always great to have his knowledge during uh, whatever we call the first segment. But <laughs> uh, content, uh, fitness, great. I don't know. The reason we're here, whatever. <laughs> uh, but my favorite time, and I feel like our audience's favorite time, was always when Chris's expansive knowledge got to come through in shining fashion in the great segment known as Outside the Box. And so, Chris, you've missed a few episodes of Outside the Box. A, a few. A few. <laughs> and that's okay. But also it's not. 
So therefore, <laughs> two. We have no time to explain. <laughs> You'll understand when we get there. Uh, two recent episodes that happened, uh, I think, would be fun uh, to go back and get your input on. Love it. Maybe not even input. Your, I just want your answer and your definitive knowledge and response to what is the actual proper answer. Does that make sense? Sure. Yes. Great. Yeah, we, we all understand, Chase. Just keep going. You're going to ask a question and I will answer. Bingo. Now you're getting it. Good. <laughs> all right. The first one. This is, I think this will probably be pretty quick. Maybe. I don't know. We didn't. So we don't. We're throwing Chris for a loop here. We usually have the questions beforehand and then we have time yes. to think about it. Chris is not getting any of that. Wait, just for clarity, do we get to chime in again on these what? or? I don't know if your answer has changed. Okay. But I mean, whatever you want. I don't whatever, care. Hunter's whatever. not here. We can do what we okay, want. Okay, true. All right, Chris, what are the best three kid shows of all time? Ooh. Now, here's what we defined as kid shows. Yes. You would have been allowed to watch this as a reasonable, if you had reasonable parents, mm. like 10 and younger. Yeah. So like Poltergeist, probably not. South yeah. Park, do, yeah. South, South Park, Park does not count. Not count. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, I had to sneak in South Park. <laughs> okay, so three A. Um, my top, my top favorites would be. I'm gonna go with. Uh, in no particular order. Okay, Pete and Pete was my all time favorite kids show of all time. I have no idea what that is. All time favorite of all time. Yeah, you should check it out. Go, mm. it, yeah, it's really good. They still have episodes on uh, YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Um, it was a it was a Nickelodeon show. Uh, Maybe I do it. Yeah. Uh, hey Arnold, great would be way up there. Great, and uh, really really liked um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Man, I think Hunter had that yes, as well. He did. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did. Nickelodeon awesome show. showed yeah. up strong. Yeah, they really hard, did. Yeah, you know, hard uh, <laughs> hard to pick between that and Global Guts, but I think at the end of the day, I think Hidden what Temple. What the heck is Global Guts? Global dude, it was like American Gladiators for kids. <laughs> Less blood, L- <laughs> enough. L- less less blood and mullets, but yes, same concept. <laughs> what a disappointment! I know. <laughs> What's the mullet ratio on this kids show? That's what I need to know. Man, that's the demographic we're shooting for. It sounds like Legends of the Hidden Temple is like definitive. It, it's mm. had the majority oh, yeah. in the list. What it really sounds like is that anyone that is involved in Coyote Fitness should change their Sugarwad name to an American Gladiator name. That's mm. what it really sounds like. You know, mullets are coming back. Maybe it's a sign. Dude, the, 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 they're here. Yes. That's <laughs> the, the, real they unfortunate. Quite possibly could win the CrossFit games. Yeah, has very, very much. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. You've watched college baseball. They're everywhere. <laughs> well, it always starts there, doesn't it? Yeah. That's yes. true. <laughs> All right. Enough of the talking about <laughs> that. Anyway. All right. This next segment, this is the last bit of it, but it's long. We did... A 10, epi- uh, 10 episode, gracious. 10 question version of Would You Rather. All right. Oh, yes. So it took quite a long time with the three of us. More than welcome to chime in, Ben, if you really want to. Okay. I know you're prone to chiming in. Um, you are a chimer. <laughs> there, there it is. Gladiator name. It's a, pro- it's a chimer. Chimer. <laughs> All right. Are you ready, Chris? Ready. You don't have to like speed answer these or anything like that. Okay. All right. Number one. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Mm. Read. Because I can still listen and mm. absorb absorb information that way. Very similar answer. 
to us. Yeah, yeah my well, wife may have, my wife may have a different answer <laughs> <laughs> for me. <laughs> Always. Uh, <laughs> all right, number two. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green, or never have to stand in line again? Hmm. So you literally never have a red light ever again. All right. Even, or even in the kids' game. Huh? Even in the kids' game. Yeah, red light, green light. You just win forever. Just win. (laughs) Or you never have to stand in line again. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to have to go with, you know, which one I deal with more, and that's the the green light. Literally my thought. I'm taking green lights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what Hunter said. Probably something Well, we talked a lot about how, you you know, you have entertainment in lines now. I probably said something about, can I read a book while standing in line? (laughs) Can I read you a book? Can I read you the book I wrote about how great Does Hunter listen to books or is he a purist? I I think he, well, I think he's a purist, but I think they, uh, I think he does the uh, the speed reading, the kind of skim reading thing. So he does podcasts, but when it comes to a book, he's going to read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Paper copy too. None of this iPad crap. That's his uh, take, yeah. But we said if you're standing in line, you've got a device now that entertains you. Yeah, it's most almost long lines are yeah, like ten yeah. minutes, no big deal. Yeah, and plus you're getting a aerobic exercise in while Fact, you do it. You're yeah, good to yeah, go. Yeah, very much. I was what listening is, to you. Chris. What energy <laughs> system am I using to stay alive? <laughs> All right. <laughs> when I have to read, I'm usually I'm usually glycolytic. It's very painful. <laughs> Until I fall asleep, that's a totally different energy system. All right, number three. Would you rather give up all drinks except water or give up eating anything that was cooked in an oven? Mm. He's rolling through his oven cuisine. Yeah. I found that mine was pretty vast, so it made the question pretty hard. I'm thinking... um, And an air fryer counts as an oven in case you've fallen onto that trend. I think... Sorry. I think my... uh, I think I'm going with water. Just stick to drinking water? Yep. Just sticking to, to drinking water. Because then, I mean, you know, better uh, better for health. And it just, I mean, I, the, the, the biggest uh, the biggest hang up for me would be uh, having to give up the occasional uh, the occasional adult beverage. But, um, <laughs> but uh, the, I think, um, I think it would be, I think I'd be better off being able to have no limitations on what I'm able to eat. I feel that because it, it it goes to like restaurants and everything like mm-hmm. literally yeah. Any, yeah yeah we're going yeah we're going we're drinking water boys I, think I, I agree with, with you. your answer but I, I maintain what I said the first time it's a little bit more difficult than than you think it is yeah yeah I agree I'm yeah. sure like you can never have another bottled coke ever in your life that's that's difficult yeah if it you've is. had those glass bottled cokes you know what true yeah. joy is big sacrifice mm. oh. anyway number four would you rather have Unlimited international first class tickets, or this is probably the one we spent the most amount of time on. Or you never have to pay for food at restaurants ever again. Never had to pay for food. Okay, he was much quicker than we were. Mm, well, just yes. uh, just just for me, uh, for me personally, I mean, I'm I'm a homebody. I really like. I'm not one of those people that like. Oh, I've got to go to Europe uh, at some point in my life. I really don't care. It's always Europe. I got to go to Europe. I mean, what, I, what else are you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> what other place is there? U.S. and Europe. What are we talking about well, I've got to go to Turkey someday. <laughs> um, wait, wait, never mind. It's yeah. fine. We don't have time. Yeah, we don't have time. <laughs> All right. Number five. Would you rather only be able to use a fork? So no spoon. No right? spoon, no knife. 
cutting everything with a fork. No, no, no. no sorry, sorry. Sorry. If this is a fork or a spoon question. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather only be able to use a fork so and the not so no longer be able to use a spoon or would you rather only be able to use a spoon and no fork? Mm. I think I asked that better the first time. We have to take into account Chris's lunch every day that is brown rice, chicken and mustard. Literally, I think I said that on this uh <laughs> the first time we did yeah. this. Well, so so basically it's like I can either um, I can either only eat cereal and soup or everything else. <laughs> or you just get really good at holding down your meat with your spoon and yeah, cutting it with a knife. Uh, spaghetti is the X factor here. How much of spaghetti do you eat? Uh, I do a fair amount. Fair amount? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little awkward. Yeah. We're going, we're going fork. Give the fork? The, yeah. The answer is fork. I feel like you can make um, most... Because I can, I can also scoop... I mean, it'd be little awkward but you can scoop peanut butter with a fork you can make it happen yeah yeah i feel like you can most spoon based uh cuisines you can make happen with a fork if you really needed to or if you were forced like drink yeah. the soup that's it, what i'm saying yeah like, you, yeah. You, can, you, can, you can drink the soup and i mean depending on depending on the cereal you could probably just eat it dry with your hands mm, depending i didn't on think about that good call yeah interesting okay number six would you rather never get angry or never be envious? Now we're getting heavy, philosophical. Never get angry or never be envious. Ooh, man. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with envious because um, anger anger can actually be very uh, can be very useful sometimes. Yes, righteous anger. You don't ha always have to be angry at someone else. You can be angry at yourself, like, man, I should have, should have done better there. Exactly, and that, mm -hmm. it's a good motivator. Yeah, yeah. I, think what we I said. can be envious of myself. Then. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I sure got it good, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> it's like Gaffigan. Let me look at myself when I work on myself. <laughs> Great bit. All right, <clears throat> number seven. Would you rather have a horrible job? But you are able to retire comfortably after working ten years there. After or, working ten years, yeah, decade. You got to yep. do it at ten years and stick through it. Literally the worst job you could ever have. Ten years. Can at I the go toll to? Any, I can go to anything I want after that. I guess it depends you, on how you bad retire the job is. Comfortably, oh, so whatever okay. your definition. Oh, of you mean like is. after the ten years? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got money to live on. You're good. Okay. Or have your dream job, but have to work until the day you die, nine to five, Monday through Friday. Okay. Actually, I'm not even going to say nine to five. Maybe, it's just like whatever the job. Has maybe to be. maybe this would be a uh, maybe this is a cheap way out of this question. But I would put my t uh, put my ten years in and then go do my uh, go volunteer at my dream dream job for free. What is that? Um, uh, strength conditioning coach at Mississippi State. Uh -huh. Ooh. I feel like you would have interesting perspective of being a volunteer in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it, you, uh, in that, in that, uh, in that situation, like basically you, you get to, you'd get, I get to hang around with the, uh, with the athletes and the coaches be around a really, a lot of really cool, smart people. And, uh, I don't have to stay there for 16 hours a day because, uh, I'm a volunteer. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not got my pay. I'm yeah. not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> nice. That's a good answer. Yeah, Number eight. Those are the only kinds I have. What would you have to do for 10 years? That, that was my 
point of curiosity. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the the, 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 there's definitely a point. Whatever <laughs> your whatever the worst version of a job is for you, that's what you got. All right. What if you had to work it? for the uh, like a septic septic company for ten years? I did that. I would work. Not at, ten I, years. I would work. Uh, I I think like man, I think the only because I've I've actually had that thought before. Like, what is the like the last job in the world that I'd want to do? And, and what's the worst version of doing that? Yeah, job? and I mean, like, and this this is no disrespect to these people. Matter of fact, I have the immense respect to these people. People that are um um that work at uh that work at prisons that are uh, correct uh, correctional officers. Ooh, yes, we that know might, a few. Yeah, that might be the last job in the world that I could imagine myself doing and having. A decade of that, you might go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. You also might die. <laughs> <laughs> or worse. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. All anyway. Right. Number eight. Would you rather your shirts always be two sizes too big or one size too small? No matter your change in weight. Like no. you can't get out of this. Uh I'd pro I'd probably I'd probably go two sizes too big. That's what I said. Yeah. You can make it work. Yeah. Too oh. small, like all day long, you're going to get that. And he said only shirts, right? Pants can be correct size. Pants are correct size. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we're going shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious to see how Chris adapted his wardrobe to uh to the big oversized stuff. How does Chris make Man, this work? Look, with all well, the can, best. Can I tell you actually a funny story on that real yeah. quick? So, no way. Because uh, we're short, so it also goes in length. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. This uh, this applies to shirts and shorts. Matter of fact, uh, oh, I got when I got to Bellhaven as a freshman, um, we uh, we did our uh, did our physical when we first showed up on campus, and then they told us to go down to the locker room get uh, and get your team shirt, team shorts for the conditioning test was going to be out on the football field. It was just a bunch of, bunch of sprints. And anyway, I get down there and I go in my locker and I have a three X shirt and a three X pair of shorts. So I go to our equipment manager and I'm like, there's clearly been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wrong Chris Allen. Yes. Go out on the limb here. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, these are entirely too big. And, um, and the guy tells me, he's like, well, we ran out of sizes by the time we got to you. So you're going to have to deal with it. So like, so you're telling me I have to wear this to go run this conditioning test? Like, yep, that's what I'm telling you. So I had to. I had a uh, a sleeveless compression shirt underneath that I rolled the sleeves of the t-shirt <laughs> in. There you go. I tied a knot in the back of the shirt, and then I had to take these shorts and tuck the top into my compression shorts. Yep. <laughs> and those were my only. That was my only team apparel the entire year. Thank you, Bellhaven. <laughs> they, so they never appropriately sized you? Nope. Oh, okay. Not until the next year. Congratulations. <laughs> if he makes it, we'll get him the right pair of shorts. Yeah. He'll earn it. <laughs> I should have left right then. And then. <laughs> I was about to say it. <laughs> Knowing what I know now, Yeah. see you later. Yeah. Yep. All right, number nine. Would you rather be able to talk with animals or speak all foreign languages? Speak all foreign languages. I don't care. What I the think we are going nine for nine right now, Chris. <laughs> he says, I don't care what the animals are up to. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like people are going to choose animals, but like animals are not that smart. So their thoughts are probably super right. stupid. Oh, that <laughs> thought again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, are, what is a squirrel going to tell me? <laughs> My dog, I'm so glad you're home. I'm so glad you're home. Yes, I'm Don't aware. Don't let me again. I don't even want to hear the thoughts that probably go through my dog's head. Uh, uh, we won't go there. All right, number 10. 
would you, <laughs> would you rather only be able to listen to music recorded between 1970 and 1979 or 1990 to 1999? Oh, God, that's and probably the you can do remastered tracks. That Those are allowed in case you're a purist. Remastered tracks? Yeah, yeah so they you know, sound better. Yeah. Um... Oh my gosh! Uh, it, it it is it is really hard, a really close call, but I'm probably what was the what was the second era you said? Nineties. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going God, with. Freaking three of you! You you know what does it for Christo? If if he goes seventies, he gets a very limited amount of Aerosmith's catalog. It, that is very true. Aerosmith didn't hit their stride until the late eighties. Yeah, so. but you can't listen to that. Yeah, but they hit like, their stride in the oh, late but they fixed- Their best albums to me came out in the '90s, and that's my those are my boys. So, wow, I, I knew what he was going to. But that, but that, but yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, you, yeah, you're. I mean, you can't listen to you can't listen to Hendrix anymore, and you can't do any of that. But I mean, you, the '90s was such a such a huge turning point in um in rock music, and that's my that's my favorite genre. It's dying a very slow death right now, <laughs> and. Uh, um, that, Still, that's when man, that's I think when they gr- called it time of death, <laughs> and that's when uh, that's when grunge was coming out. That's when uh, I think Metallica's best albums were out too. And so I'm going with the nineties. Man, this is the man that wears three X out to a field to do a test. You don't think he's going to be a little grunge? I'm, hard, I'm hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I didn't see that coming. I'm hardcore. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's enough for this episode. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, that was, a good that was yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, I think we had more fun with Chris than Hunter, probably. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the only thing that gets me going is silky smooth sounds. So. Hey, <laughs> and we have them. Do we have recommends? Are we doing that without recommends? Uh, yeah, without I think Hunter? we should recommend. A Do few you have things. any, Chris? I'm not prepared. Me either. Mm, <laughs> I recommend preparing for recommends. It's a great recommendation. Next episode, All right. I'll have a recommend. See you later. <laughs> oh, you're done too? All right. First episode with no recommends. Great. Bye. <laughs>